0: there are encouraging things happening around the world Mm. with the gospel. Um, However much we might feel under pressure here in the UK, in other parts of the world, the gospel is flourishing. People are being converted. That's wonderfully encouraging. Mm. At the same time, um, there is terrible persecution happening to our brothers and sisters elsewhere in the world. And I think we've got to be aware of that as well.
1: Hello and welcome to Independence, which is the FIEC podcast. My name is Adrian Reynolds, I work for the FIEC, and I'm here with Mike Judge. Hello, Mike. Hello. We're not in our normal place. We are here in Cholton. Yeah. So just tell us where Cholton is, so, and tell
0: us what kind of place it is. Well, Cholton is a suburb of Manchester. Um, and um, it's, uh, I suppose, a very affluent place, or it has become so in the last few decades. It never used to be. Uh, back back in the day, um, it was quite a humble area, but it's become extremely affluent. Um, and I'd probably most people who live here would regard themselves as ideologically progressive. Um, so to be an evangelical church that has been here since the 1930s. Okay, so in, through all those changes. Through all those yeah, changes, yeah. Um, it, it, it has Presented some challenges, but here we are still proclaiming the gospel. We just, this last weekend, celebrated our 93rd anniversary. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, we're here. We're proclaiming the gospel. We're trying to serve Christ as best we can. And we're here to talk about Christian news
1: because you and I both have an interest in that. But before we get to that, what's what's encouraging in church life?
0: Well, I, what's really encouraging is that I think in recent years, we've always struggled to attract people to the church directly from these, this area okay, yeah. uh, hist- going back, I would say, 10, 20 years, most of the people in the church come from suburbs a little bit beyond Cholton and come into Cholton. But in the last few years, um, we have seen a number of people from Cholton itself uh, come come to worship with us, having been clearly converted. They've come seeking fellowship. They've come um, seeking the word of God. And that has been a real, a real encouragement and a real delight. How thrilling, mm. isn't it? Just to see them. Just to see, you know, the corners of the world represented in the church,
1: people together worshipping the living God is Uh, is thrilling to see, isn't it? It
0: is. And and, and one of the... uh one of the individuals who came from Cholton themselves. I mean, Cholton is not very diverse. It's quite middle class. It's quite right, white. Okay. Um, Sounds a bit like market Harbour uh, where I live. But he, but he came into this church and he said, you know, Cholton Evangelical Church is the most diverse place in Cholton, mm. which was wonderful. Yeah. Um, right. And certainly we do attract people from all sorts of different uh, parts of Manchester and all sorts of nations. But for him to recognize that and to recognize that there is a, there is a unity despite the diversity is is just great yeah now you
1: um, you also have another hat which we're not going to talk about Particularly today, but you're one of the trustees of the Christian Institute.
0: Yeah, I, and um, and I worked for the Christian Institute for you 14 did. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I,
1: if you, I'm used to seeing your picture of you in a suit. That's right. Looking that's very right. Smart yeah, in the, church, the suited up age of the uh, Christian
0: Institute. Yeah, yeah and and, and, so and dre- is, it feels like dressed down Thursday today. <laughs> yes. Huh? Yeah. Um, and and also their media spokesperson because of the background that I that I had in journalism, and and so um, I'm, I'm still on the board, which is good because I think. Being a former employee, I just bring that different perspective to the board of the CI. Yeah, um, Yes. Yeah, so I, I edit Evangelical Times. I'm pastor here, and I'm, and I'm on the board at CI. So, so I'm and you a, have a family. And I have a family <laughs> as well, yeah, with uh, three very young and yeah, delightful yeah. daughters. So uh, my life is full, and that's a blessing. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> it. And just uh, on Christian Institute...
1: I mean, it, groups like Christian Institute always needed, but it feels like at the moment, so much fluidity in political life and that the context in which we're, we're, we're serving seems to be changing very, very rapidly. We can see lots of big issues around the corner, can't we? Yeah. Uh, ban on conversion therapy, for example, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that's going on um, in terms of you know being able to rent buildings and, and how you stand up for being a Christian. So for such a time as this, each like that, really really important yeah and these are really live issues they are. for people yeah. um i i i spoke so, they're not sort of distant i i suppose in 40 50 years ago some of these issues might have felt like that they're, you know, they're, they're distant from us. But yeah. actually now it's, you know, what the school that my kids are at yeah. is. It's, it's very close, isn't
0: it? Yeah, well, that's right. Well, I joined the Christian Institute 25 years ago and I do remember people saying at the time, well, these are very distant issues. Mm. But I do remember Colin Hart, who was the founder and director, yeah. wow. saying eventually these things will come to touch us mm. in, our, in our Christian lives and in our churches. And that's true now, so that we are facing issues that do affect us uh, very immediately. I've just been speaking to to a couple of pastors recently who are anxious because they are in hired premises. They don't own their own building. And they are a bit twitchy and a bit nervous about what they can say and what they can't. Mm -hmm. I think perhaps a little bit overly nervous and as Christians we've got to watch out for that, yeah, that we don't yeah. start censoring ourselves and, yeah. and start stepping back from the from from God's word or the gospel. But at the same time you recognize and you sympathize with the situation they're in. They yeah, feel yeah. very vulnerable. Yeah. And one of the things I really value about groups like the Christian Institute is being able to to
1: hear what we can do yeah it's not just oh you can't do this you can't do that no you can do this if someone asks you about this you can say that and actually that can be very liberating can it but people just feel they can't say anything but of course we can if we're asked to still share the gospel and and talk about christ in all kinds of different ways you you have a book table that's right outside the front of church so we can do those things now we're here to talk about christian news Mm. so let's just declare our interest up front you've already said you edit um, evangelical Times. Yep. Um, until recently, I was on the board of Evangelicals. Now, I guess two main evangelical newspapers in the UK, but there are other Christian news sources. And um, people might think, you know, what are these two old blokes doing, talking about Christian newspapers? That's old hat. Let's talk about Christian news. The newspaper is a way that Christian news might be disseminated. Let's talk about Christian news more generally. Why do here we are sitting in the church? I'm looking out across the, the, the chairs. Why do people who sit in these chairs every Sunday for a midweek meeting, whatever whatever else goes on, why do they need to hear Christian news? Can't they just can't they just switch on? You know, BBC. Look on the BBC website. You know, chat to friends. What's the value of Christian news?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that of course. We all absorb and consume news. Huge amounts of it. Huge amounts totally. of it. Whether whether we even go looking for it or not, it's yeah. sort of it's yeah. thrown in our faces. So we are consuming it. When it comes from a secular source, it, it, it is coming with a secular mindset. Yep. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the things we're being told aren't true because the best journalism always tries to fact check what it's doing. And if it's not doing that, it's not going to survive very long. But it's the selection of the news. And then it's the selection of the facts within those news, which might give you a a distorted perspective. Um, And and that's where um, I think as Christians, we've got to be wise about how we are consuming Mm -hmm. that. So there's always been a place, I think. For uh, news that comes from a Christian biblical and evangelical sure, perspective sure. where we can try to get rid of the secular filter that sometimes the news is filtered through and, and come at it from our vo- our worldview uh, 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 with our biblical values. So I don't say that. Christians should only get their news from those kind of sources. Um, I, I always say, you know, the best diet is a diet where you take a little bit of everything in moderation. Mm. But I think it really helps if you've got some people who are looking at the world the same way uh, as you do as an evangelical and offering up a selection of news for you to read or for you to consume um, so that you can have a, an understanding of what's going on in our world. Yeah. And so much of our news today is self validating,
1: isn't it? It's, it's speaking into an echo chamber, mm-hmm. just people who share a political view or a, a, a particular narrow part of our small evangelical world. So, actually, it's good to hear, it's good to be pushed outside of that isn't it it's good it's good to hear a little bit outside I mean geographically let's just take geographically Um, you might hear if you live in Chalter, I guess you know about what churches nearby are doing just from talking to friends or whatever but actually it's good to hear what's happening in Scotland yeah it's good to hear what's happening in Cornwall and then internationally we certainly live in a bubble you know international news I, I I feel we're served very poorly by mainstream media actually anyway If you switch on the news at six BBC, you might see one or two big headline issues, but you don't hear about much about, you know, recent elections in Argentina, which are very significant, for example. You just don't hear about these things. So. So, actually, hearing what the, the Lord is doing around the world—that's really powerful, isn't it? Really it is.
0: Powerful. It is, and I and I think increasingly, um, when when we think about social media and things like that, the algorithm feeds you more of what you yeah, are yeah. consuming. Yes, and I think at yeah. times you've got to step outside of that. So, I think receiving something like uh, Evangelical Times or or any other Christian news offering, um, it does then give you an opportunity to look at news that perhaps you wouldn't find if you were just following your own algorithm. And certainly, I think there are encouraging things happening around the world Mm. with Mm. the gospel. Um, However much we might feel under pressure here in the UK, in other parts of the world, the gospel is flourishing. People are being converted. That's wonderfully encouraging. Mm. At the same time, um, there is terrible persecution happening to our brothers and sisters elsewhere in the world. And I think we've got to be aware of that as well. And apart from anything else, it ought to make us grateful for the freedoms and liberties actually that we do have at the moment. I just think that gives a more balanced perspective. It is where a nice balance, yeah. And it's a biblical command to mm, remember yeah. brothers and sisters who are in prison,
1: as though you were with them. Um, so actually, it's it's not just about hearing good news stories, isn't it? It's hearing about how the gospel actually sustains people yeah. in sometimes awful situations and very difficult situations. Um, we don't rejoice in the situations themselves, mm. but we rejoice in the way the Lord of Grace yep. sustains people in really sometimes awful situations. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, uh, we'll talk about a little bit more about, about this a little bit later, but one of the things that's, I think, probably unique about ET is you have an evangelistic issue yeah. at Christmas. Um, so there's still a place, isn't there, for putting something through a door, that there's still a place for putting a table outside in front of of church. There's still a place for putting something through the door. Um, I know 10 of those produce a, a magazine that people can put through the door as well. So this is more than just feeding the saints, isn't it? Actually, there's a place here in terms of Christian news, for telling stories that will engage people outside the church.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, and this evangelistic edition that we produce in December um, predates my time as editor. Yeah, uh, yep, it's been yep. there for many years. One of the changes that I made, though, was to make it a, a separate supplement that you could pull out mm. so that the supplement mm. has only got evangelistic articles and it's right, only okay. got testimonies yeah, in it. Yeah. There's, there's, there's nothing of the other news that sure, you'll find sure, in ET. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that has proved to be really popular. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the number of churches that have been ordering it and distributing it has just gone up and up and up year on year, which is really encouraging to us. Mm -hmm. And it does show, I think, that we, uh, we do want to reach out with the gospel. We don't just want to kind of say, oh, dear, as evangelicals, we're under attack in our culture. We better form a holy huddle and just, you know, keep ourselves... We actually still are wanting to reach out. Mm. We, we still want to share the good news of Jesus with, with, our, with our culture. And uh, so that's been, I always look forward to, produce. it's a lot of hard work. I'm sure, yes. you have <laughs> to fit in around um, That you have to fit in around everything, else. Yeah. In around everything yeah. else, but it's always worth it. It's yeah. always worth
1: it. So telling stories is immensely powerful, isn't it? So actually the news stories we hear, as we were just saying, brothers and sisters who are facing difficulty, persecution, but have kept going, very powerful um, the the stories of people who have been saved, wonderfully saved, very powerful for evangelism. So there's a real power in story, isn't there? And that yeah. that features as as part of Christian news. It's not just giving people bare facts it's actually relating those facts to people's lives and experiences.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think that some of the best articles that we produce have been where people share their own particular story of yeah, what's happened yeah. to them. Um, and, and, you know, I think of Christians uh, who were in Ukraine during the time of the Russian invasion. We, we, we managed to get some of them to write for ET and tell us about mm. their stories um, when people share their testimonies in the Christmas edition. That's uh, always a very popular part. And you're Right. these stories aren't just interesting in and of themselves. They do carry with them truth, um, and, and when you read so much of the scripture, it's in narrative form. Yeah, and, and so yet, many
1: of the psalms are testimonies in and of themselves, aren't they? Yeah, yeah that's yeah.
0: right. And, and yet there is deep, deep truth yeah. within
1: these stories. So, yeah.
0: tell us a little bit more about news.
1: Mm. Um, we'll come on to talk about comment in just a moment, but news. Um, how how do you select the kind of news items? So I, it, it would be naive to say that, you know, um, there's no ET algorithm in, in yeah. essence or, or EN or whatever because you're making selections. Um, so th- there's always more that you could be talking about. How do, how do you go about the process of thinking, you know, what's going to serve the, the readership best? What's going to help and encourage? What's going to... Challenge and you know what, what's that sort of thought process that you go through, Mike?
0: Well, when we when we're talking about kind of issues that are going on in the nation, yeah. I th- I think about um, are these important things that Christians need to know about? Could is this going to affect our? our gospel freedoms Right? is this going to push us down a direction that is going to be challenging for us as christians how is this affecting our children our grandchildren mm-hmm. in schools what about christian teachers what about medics in the yeah, medical yeah. profession and i'm thinking about all, all those sort of things and so in, t- in terms of the, the current affairs issues those are my questions so how how
1: is this going to help someone live in the world? What's the, what are the yeah. challenges that are arising from living being in the world but not of it yeah. as
0: a believer? That's yeah. right. I mean, and I think there's an old adage that news is people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you need to think about how these issues are affecting ordinary uh, Christian people. Now, you can't always, because I try not to polemicize within the news report. Yeah. You're just giving a straight news yeah. report. Yeah, so news is news. Yeah. 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 Um, but then, But then we don't just cover sort of current affairs news. We also do news of, of uh, churches from around the country, Uh, things like um, new pastors taking Mm. up Mm. positions or people retiring or church anniversaries Mm. or conferences, Uh, that's as much part of the news as well. And, and when ET. Why is that part of the news as well? When E.T. was first set up, it was set up in 1967, just after the 1966 debate about whether evangelicals okay, should come yeah, out of the Church yeah, of England. Yeah. Now we won't go into that. Yes. But the reality they is, still seems to be talking yeah, about it. Yeah, they're that. still talking <laughs> about it now. Um but the there were a lot of independent evangelical churches that began to be formed then and a lot of people felt the risk of feeling isolated of, of moving out of a de- mixed denomination yeah, into yeah, independency. Yeah. and so it was felt that it would be beneficial to have a newspaper that could uh, be an opportunity for people to to know of other churches across the country mm. and to share news um and so that's very much part of our of our vision as well so we we dedicate a series of pages to that kind of news yeah. as so well so it's not just you
1: that's great to hear isn't it so i think You know, even if you're in the largest church, you know, in a city centre, compared to the size of the city, you're probably still small relative to the size of the city. So, you know, even if you're singing along with with hundreds of others, um, actually, if you stop and you think coldly about how many million people or hundreds of thousands are around us, you realise actually, in many ways, it's a day of small things. And so the encouragement of hearing um let's hear how someone else is getting on let's hear about yeah. some some good news from there let's hear about some good news from there um you don't feel so alone that's right you don't feel so isolated yeah. and actually that's not just that's not just good for the the man or the woman in the pew is it that's good for leaders as well so we've been talking here about how um, I don't like the word, but let me use it. People will understand what I mean, how ordinary Christians benefit from Christian news. Leaders benefit from Christian news as well, don't they?
0: Yes. Well, I'd like to hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hope so. I mean, I, I think that um, it, there is benefit in, I think sometimes as pastors, I've noticed this, I've been a pastor for now for 10 years, is that you become a little bit cocooned
1: a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, especially if you're busy. Yeah, because it can be all-consuming, can't That's it? That's right. Yeah.
0: Whereas many of my church members, they're working in the NHS, they're yeah. working yeah. in the civil service, um, they're working in education, they're working in all these different spheres. They've and got they- real lives, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're at the cold coalface in are, many yeah, ways. They are. Yes, they and um, it, it's difficult when you when you've stepped out of that to to remember what that was like, or or at least to have an awareness of it. So I think for church leaders for pastors to particularly if they're in full-time ministry to be aware of what's going on in the world um it may it may seem a little bit negative but it, i think it's so important because it gives you a real perspective of what your church members may be facing and not talking about um because you come to church on a sunday the last thing you want to talk about is the latest hassle at work or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and so um i think it's good to be aware of that And then in terms of the church news, it's great for church leaders Mm. just to be aware of other things going on, perhaps a little bit beyond your own circle um, that are encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. And bad news stories, too. But what place do they have? Yeah. I mean, I think bad news stories. Well, there's plenty of there's plenty of discouraging news. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the culture and Mm. um, of what's going on in our society. As an editor, what I find most difficult is when it's within evangelicalism.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. When there are ev- events. When your dirty, that, our own daughter dirty yeah, laundry. Yeah, yeah. events yeah. that happen within evangelicalism and you struggle and you say, should should I report this mm-hmm. or not? And I, t- I try and take the line that I don't want ET to be a place where we break bad news. Yeah. But if bad news is already, if there's an awareness of it within the evangelical world already, I think we have to sometimes talk about it. Mm. But that's where it, I find it most difficult. Yeah. Um, I don't want to brush anything, anything under the carpet, but at the same time I don't want to become a sort of gossip newspaper where the, you're stirring it up and mm. there's a running commentary on the latest scandal within evangelicalism, uh, where things are clear and things yeah, have been made yeah. public. And there, there are lessons to be learned. And there are lessons yeah. to be learned. Yeah. Um, and, and Paul
1: is writing, isn't he, to to some of his correspondents about, you know, watch out for this person or yeah. this person has done that. He's not giving all the detail. But there's there's a sense in which we do need to be honest about those things yeah. without being scandalous about them. Yeah, I think that's the that's the challenge because so much secular news is scandalous. It, it is. We, we, I, we yeah. wanna, you know, we, we want to write... Um, with the fruit of the Spirit just as we act with the fruit of the Spirit, don't we? That's, that seems to be yeah. really important.
0: But you can't just publish positive news all the time. No. Um, you have to sometimes address these difficult issues. And But as I say, as an editor, that's, that's mm. what I find most difficult. And I'm so glad I've got a board of directors that I can bounce things off. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, when I make these decisions, I try not to make them in isolation. I mm. try and speak to people to get a sense of um, their their wisdom
1: as well. Yeah. Now the other thing um Christian news sources can do is is comment and uh, address issues perhaps in more depth than you might be able to do in church life or or actually with with specialists where you we're all generalists aren't we in, ch- in church life very often so having someone who can speak into a situation with With real experience, you know, someone who is a doctor speaking about a medical issue or whatever it is, there's real value there,
0: isn't there, in hearing from those those specialists that actually individual churches might not have access to? Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, I think... In terms of ET, what we try and do is we have some long form yeah, uh, articles yeah. that go on for several pages talking about something in depth. We have some very short um, pastoral uh, devotional mm. type articles, um, but all of them, I hope, make people think, even if you don't agree with everything that's in them. And uh, let me just say on record as well as editor, I don't necessarily <laughs> no, agree with no. everything that's in um, the paper, but... I, if I think it's raising a worthy issue that's worthy of further consideration, then I think that's important. Um, and it's good if we take those articles then and discuss them, discuss them in our churches or our fraternals or, um, you know, just, just talk about the issues that are raised. And, and we do within broader evangelicalism we do have medical experts we do have legal experts Uh, we do have people who've got experience in in caring for those who are older we do have people who have got you know great skills in dealing with young children and why not get them to write um and discuss issues that are of concern to us all really yeah absolutely and um we can curate resources as
1: well. I mean, generally that tends to be book reviews, but point people towards other good resources. Yep. I, I mean, the days when you could walk into a local Christian bookshop, I don't know, if there's a, I doubt there's a local Christian bookshop in Chilton, is there? There uh, may be, but if there okay. is, I
0: haven't been in it for a long time. Well, <laughs> and if, if it is,
1: probably you wouldn't trust what was in no. there necessarily. So actually, that, again, it comes back to trust a trusted source, doesn't it? Uh, um, you know, trusted source for here's a here's a good book at this level or at that level, um, or here's a you know a good uh, a good series, or actually here's a series you should avoid perhaps. Those sorts of things are really valuable as well for Christians yeah.
0: because you, you have easy access to all this media. What are you going to choose? Yeah, that's right. There, there is so much information out there now. You know, there's so much publishing, books, yeah. Um, yeah. but there's other Christian material as well. There's podcasts, there's blogs, there's you know, you, it's overwhelming. So yeah. inevitably, you end up looking for recommendations from friends or trusted sources. So yeah, that there is a role to be played there as well. Yeah. yeah. Now there are lots of different.
1: Christian source news sources you could go to if you go online especially you'll find all kinds of different websites uh, that are dealing with worldwide news UK news Um, trusted sources are important aren't they but let's just step back from that a moment I I didn't prime you about this question so you might not want to answer it. I don't know Do, do you think as Christians generally we've lost the art of discernment. And you know, I, I wonder if one of the one of the things that happens with you know all these we were talking about the secular news sources and how they're they're becoming perhaps like echo chambers. And um, one of the things that worries me as a pastor, I think sometimes, is seeing a lack of discernment in people. Do you do you see that too, or is it just just from my yeah. understanding?
0: I, I don't know if I'm thinking of the same sort of issues, but certainly it's true that in church life. Uh, It is increasingly common that I speak to people, not necessarily church members, but maybe people who are on the fringe of the church, Mm -hmm. who've come into the church, think of themselves as believers, and we've no reason to doubt them, but they are engaging in this, that, and the other online, they're getting all sorts of ideas, and and yes, not showing great discernment, Mm. Um, and I increasingly am asking myself as a pastor I've only got so much time. How much time do I devote to people who are coming to me with all sorts of questions? Now you think if they're coming with genuine questions and they they genuinely want to be helped, I'm I'm, I'm happy to devote time to that. But at the same time, you get the sense that actually this week it's this issue. Tomorrow it'll be another issue. Next week it'll be a, a different issue. And you think, and and. and you, you think, how much discernment does this person have? And if they don't mm. have discernment, how much am I really going to be able to help them? So, um, yes, no, I do think that's an issue. Um, I suppose I'm thinking that if, I, you
1: know, I can hand someone a copy of ET or EM mm. or whatever, and I might not agree. I probably don't agree with everything in it, but it's, it's from our stable. Yeah. It's from our world. The people who are writing in it, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, are believers yeah. and, and godly men and women. And so there's, there's an immediate level of trust that actually, if you're one step removed, you know, staff writer on a Christian website that you've not really heard of before, yeah, you, you do need to apply more discernment, which I'm not sure people always have, perhaps it's not that they don't have the, the ability to do it, but the capacity yeah. to be able to do that filtering, that actually when you've, you've you're on the et website the en website whatever it is you, yeah. you've got that element of trust already there you? well
0: I would hope so um, and and I, I would I would probably say one one thing that you can think about is how how long has this particular title been in existence for Yeah, okay um, so whether it's et or en or someone else at least there are several years of of history behind that mm. um, whereas you know with the modern digital world titles can spring up overnight and and focus on the latest issue and and uh, yeah so i would hope that the fact that et has been around since 67 might might encourage people to yeah. think that it, even if they don't agree with everything in it that it's a trusted source that they can give to people yeah, yeah. Sure. but let me be provocative print is dead isn't it here i
1: am <laughs> with my ipad yeah. and my notes yeah. um isn't isn't print dead what 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 place does Print have in this world.
0: Yeah. I mean, this debate rages on, doesn't it? We have seen a resurgence in printed material in book form. Mm. That's true. But it's been our experience, and I think the experience across the industry actually, that magazine and newspapers are declining. Yeah. Yeah. And they're declining by about 11% every year. Um, And so, now that doesn't mean news. On news consumption is declining, but um, print media in terms of magazines and newspapers certainly is. At ET, we still feel um, there is a role for it. Um, It is the backbone of our work, and we will uh, continue to produce it for as long as people subscribe to it. But there is no doubt that there is a growing digital market. Hmm. I mean, all the area of growth that ET is seeing at the moment, and I imagine other titles as well, is 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 digital. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Now, that presents its own challenges. Well, people want free online, don't they? They do. They, they the come problem? online and they expect to get it all yeah. for, for free. Yeah. The reality is we still need to employ staff. Hmm. There are still costs attached to presenting things digitally, particularly if you're going to do it well uh, online. And so um, encouraging people to take out subscriptions is difficult. Well, we've seen some with with that with ET, which has been encouraging to us. Um, but it is a lot of hard work. You need to do a lot of investment. You cannot just have a website and sit back and hope no, that people no. will discover you. Yeah. You need to be more proactive than that. Um, so that's been challenging. But um, but yeah, I, I, I think that we need to adapt how we perhaps provide the news without changing our ethos or our yeah. essential beliefs. But, but
1: churches and Christians need to, the, the baseline is they need to value Trusted news sources, yeah. Christian news sources, and that means paying for them. I think because they can't be provided for free. Um, they, the newspapers, not all newspapers are free online, but those that are have a have a business model where they're funded by banner advertising and and sure. and that sort of thing. That that sort of money isn't. Swashing yeah. around in, in Christian newspapers and probably shouldn't be. Yeah. So, so, so there's, a, there's a very strong argument for saying, isn't there? You know, get a subscription,
0: basically. So this isn't an advertorial, except it is. I think there's real value in that. Yeah, I think um, there is, and and I think actually, if you take out and. and the subscription rates aren't very high when you think about it. You probably spend more money on a cup of coffee at your local high street than you do on your, yeah, yeah. your, your digital yes. subscriptions. Ridic- um, ridiculously cheap is, is, is the phrase I was cheap. told to use. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> um, but but once you, I think when you've taken out a subscription, you kind of feel a loyalty to it then because mm. you've taken that step of yeah, taking out yeah. a subscription, so you're more likely to read it. Mm. And that, that's encouraging so I, I yeah I, I think there is value in, in doing that for people there's a lot of good evangelical material that you can get for free yeah, um, yeah. and a lot of it's coming from the other side of the Atlantic and we we value that um, but at the same time I think there are things happening in Britain that are uniquely British that's really helpful isn't it it that the UK is
1: not the US yeah and um, we are not just separated by a, a you know, a different language, as the, the pun goes, that the Christian culture is extraordinarily different. It is, actually. Yeah. And in terms of addressing some of these life issues, and you know, you, <laughs> I, I don't know, if, you, if you've got a, a comment piece on doctrine of justification, that, it probably doesn't matter where you are. Some of the illustrations maybe might vary, but it doesn't matter whether you're in the US or the UK. But if you're talking about what it means to be a medic, what it means to be a doctor, what it means to be a parent with a child at school, the situations are so different like yes. you, need, you need
0: a UK source, don't you, at that point? You do. And that's yeah. what, that's where I think UK-based Christian news sources um, have that unique role to be able to speak into the British
1: context. So this is a podcast for leaders. Um, I think I would want to say, and I, I know we've got skin in the game, but I, I think I'd want to say, leaders, you should be encouraging your, your, your people to... To engage with Christian news, that's a that's yeah. a really worthwhile
0: and valuable thing to do, isn't it? It is, and I think one practical thing that that church leaders can do is perhaps put a little bit of their church budget into subsidising the subscriptions for church members. Um, and 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 again, that doesn't mean that the church is necessarily endorsing everything that will be in every issue of every mm-hmm. magazine mm-hmm. or newspaper that you're promoting to your. Uh, church members. But what you are saying is it's important that we're aware of these things, that we think these things through. Um, As a church pastor myself, one of the things I've done Recently, and this was at the request of a few church members, was once a month during our midweek meetings, um, we just discuss some topical issue yeah, yeah. that's going on, um, and we talk about in in practical terms what does this mean for ordinary mm-hmm. Christian living every day, yeah. and that has been tremendously valuable. We've talked about all sorts of issues, um, and 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 I learn as much about what's going mm-hmm. on in their lives mm-hmm. as they learn uh, yeah, about yeah. about the issue itself. Right. So I think. We can, yeah, as, as church leaders, I think we can sometimes be afraid perhaps of stepping into these things because we know that they can sometimes be slightly controversial and perhaps we don't feel very expert at them. But the more we engage in these issues yeah. and the more we actually receive material from trusted sources, um, I think it, it really does liven up yeah. um, right. um, these kind of meetings. Yeah. And, and these actually, even kind of your preaching. Because
1: mm. I, I think the preacher who has been reading Christian news um, and who is illustrating his sermon with, you know, a, a situation that's happening around the world or um, conversion stories are coming out of the Ukraine or whatever it may be. I think that's that kind of preaching is richer, it's deeper, it's more engaged, it's, yeah. it's more like to connect with people. Um, so actually, I, I think you can hear in the preaching of preachers, yeah. those who are engaged with the world of christian news mm-hmm. and those who aren't
0: that's right that's right i mean sometimes i i will hear a sermon and i think it's a wonderful sermon but it could have been preached at any point in the last 100 years <laughs> yes, that's right. um yeah. And, yeah. And, and and i think that sometimes myself as a, as a as a pastor and preacher the sermons that have most helped the congregations yes of course it's got to be biblically based and biblically faithful but then applied to a specific situation that's going on in their lives, that's that's what has been really helpful to them mm. and probably helpful to me as well. So, I, yeah, again, consuming Christian news just helps feed into that process.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mike, we're out of time. Time goes very quickly. Thank you so much. Um, in the links in the show notes, we'll put a link to the Evangelical Times website, Evangelicals Now. And they're the two main print. Uh, publications there are some other online christian news sources um i think they're probably broader than those two it would be fair to say so um you know do search them out but 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 seek them out with discernment i think okay. and uh, bless you in your work thank you very much for joining us Thanks and if coming. you enjoyed the podcast please do rate and review us uh, just because that helps other people find us and we'll catch up with you soon